stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm going solo to talk about a topic I've been getting asked about all the time on Twitter now, and it's growth stocks. We all own them. Many have big gains. In some cases, they've taken people's portfolios to basically unimaginable heights. Like I'm getting, you know, some messages from people saying things like, I've owned whatever stock it is, one of the big, big gainers for five years, seven years, maybe even since the financial crisis, 10 years, and I have like a 600% gain in it. What do I do? Should I sell here? Should I move to the sidelines? All of this is going on. And it is really hard to believe with the huge rally we've seen in some of these stocks that that rally could ever end. But over the last few months, many of the growth stocks have either treaded water or some are even pulling back, maybe not as badly as they did in December 2018 when we had like a big sell-off of all the names, growth and value, and everybody was just running for the exits at the end of 2018. But it's been kind of this like slow grind lower for some of the growth stocks, or they've just basically gone nowhere. So the questions keep coming up. Should you sell and cash in? Should you just hold? Should you buy more if you see a considerable weakness here? Uh, The answer really depends on what your own investing plan is. And I know I've talked about this uh, many times, and I keep bringing it up about the plan. You got to have a plan, right? So how long is your time horizon for your portfolio? What are you investing all this money for? Can you ride out a big pullback? You have to have a plan to answer all of those questions because that may help you in deciding what to do right now with these kind of market conditions with these growth stocks that have big gains. So I also know that big gains start to make people feel nervous, right? The longer they go on, the more people think, oh, it has to end at some point. And um, now that we're getting this treading of the water with some of these or, you know, the slight decline that we're seeing, some people are getting nervous that this is where it's going to end. Uh, Another thing that makes people nervous is that most growth stocks, but not all of them, but most of them don't pay any dividends. So if you do hold on and you get a big correction, you're basically not getting anything for your pain at all. (laughs) you, You have that big correction downward and then you're not you know, getting more shares, nothing is happening unless the company happens to be doing a share buyback plan, which at least helps you as a shareholder to some extent. So that's not so bad. But a lot of the growth stocks don't have that either. So um, my advice is that, you know, we have seen this treading of the water or slight declines over, I would say, two to three months now. But that's really nothing in the grand scheme of things. If you've owned that stock for five years or seven years or 10 years, um, and if you have another five or 10-year time horizon, I know it's hard to think that far in the future, like, wow, 10 years, I can't imagine holding this 10 years. But you might have already just held it that long. So if that is your time horizon, this little um, whatever, happening here in the summer of 2019 isn't really going to 
going to matter much in the bigger scheme of things. So again, it always goes back to your plan. What is your investing timeline? What are you investing for? And you need to have the answers to that to know whether or not you can ride out some kind of bigger correction, lower and um, or maybe a treading of the water that lasts for a couple of years because I used to own or I still own um, Starbucks. And if you go back and look at that chart, for at least three years, the stock went nowhere. It literally was trading in this very narrow trading range. Everything else was going up on the stock market, but not Starbucks. The only thing that did help for investors, long-term investors in that stock during that time was that we did get a dividend. So that's something to keep in mind with some of your growth stocks. If you can find a growth stock that is actually paying that dividend and then you get these periods where it doesn't go anywhere or declines, then it, it is helpful. But again, I know many of them because I own these two, the pure growth stocks that don't pay any dividends. So that's also why we have to have a plan for what to do for those. So for instance, um, I also own retailer Ulta. Ticker is U-L-T-A. Uh, many of you who follow me on Twitter know that I own this one. I've owned it for at least five years in my own personal portfolio. Over the last five years, these shares are up. Uh, well, they were up. 200% until recent turn of events where they had an earnings warning um, during their last conference call and the shares uh, plunged down over 30% on the day after the earnings warning. And they're now down about 28% for the last month. So they've plunged down. And um, over the last two years now, these shares, because of this recent volatility, are up just 4.3%. And that's considerably under what the S&P 500 has done in that same period. Now, the shares have gotten cheaper. The forward P is now just 19.9% times 19.9 and as a peg of 1.2 which is pretty low peg almost a value peg there but it still would have to decline a bit more to get into the value category they still expect double digit sales and earnings growth for this year um, and I'm saying that because investors really need to go look at the fundamentals then with the growth stocks. We kind of have gotten complacent of like, oh, there's always going to be, you know, these great earnings reports and double digit growth everywhere. And it's just going to go up, up, up until like with Ulta, whoops, no earnings warning, uh, you know, sales a little bit slower here as there's some changes going on in makeup in the beauty industry, basically. And so then you're suddenly surprised, like, wait, no, there's like a bump in the road, there's a pothole right there. And you couldn't maneuver around it in time. So go, you know, check out your growth stock fundamentals again, you may not have looked for a while, and see if anything has changed in the business model. What are those estimates doing now? Um, are there higher commodity costs or something that might be adding, um, you know, costs to the business? Are there some new regulations that you might not have been paying attention to? Are there tariff issues? A lot of companies are having those now. Or are there new competitors? That's like the big thing I think people really need to look at who haven't been paying attention 
to their growth stocks over the last couple of years because some companies that might have been dominant for a while now suddenly maybe are facing the competition. So one of those is Netflix, ticker NFLX. So year to date now, these shares are down about 5%. And over the last month, they've sunk 14%. And that's mainly because everybody's concerned about the streaming wars that are about to start here in the fall of 2019. You have Disney that is launching its streaming service. It's going to be very competitive with all of those Marvel and Star Wars movies and its own um, content that it's creating around those universes. Plus, not to mention, you know, Frozen. We're getting uh, Frozen 2, but all that will eventually be on the streaming services. So you have Disney, you have Apple launching its own content. And then you have um, some other networks that have basically thrown themselves into the war, let's so to speak. Um, HBO is back in the game. It's got that really hot show now, Succession. You have um, Amazon Prime, which is been a player in the movie category and has been uh, buying up movies at a lot of the film festivals, but also has a couple hit series now as well, and some that are winning um, awards at the award shows. So you have a lot going on, and Netflix and the others spending a lot of money on their content here. So people getting a little bit nervous, these shares down a bit. The one-year return on Netflix now is down 31%. So if you weren't really paying attention and you owned all the things stocks, suddenly maybe you should be paying attention to one of them, at least the Netflix. Um, Over the last five years, however, they're still up 288%. That's um, much better than the S&P 500, which is up 52%. But Netflix has always been the most expensive of the FANG stocks. So their PE used to be over 100. And nobody cared because they were like, meh, you know, it's Netflix, everybody's on it. But now suddenly with these worries about the streaming wars, everybody is paying attention to things like valuation. So now that the stock is pulled back a bit, the PE is is down, it is lower, but it's still at 81. So that's still pretty pricey, pretty high up there. So um, if you're an investor in this, or you're thinking about investing, something to keep in mind is that people may now be paying attention to valuation on Netflix. And uh, so 81 may not be cheap enough for this one. But I took a look at its earnings and its revenue growth, and it's got the same uh, growth trajectory for right now that it's kind of always had. So 2019 earnings expected to be up 21% and then another 77% in 2020. On the revenue side, 2019 up 28% and then 2020 up 24%. That's huge revenue growth for a company that's as big as Netflix is. So you do have to like that if you're a growth investor. But again, suddenly some people are asking more questions about competition with Netflix. So keep that in mind as that one may continue to pull back. So let's say you do want to add some growth stocks, even like a Netflix, if the stocks continue to see some weakness here. I ran a growth screen here at Zacks on Zacks.com looking for both sales and earnings growth in the double digits. So very much like what Netflix's profile looks like. And I got some interesting companies in it. Um, A couple, it turns out, I actually own, even though I don't own that many 
of the growth names, but it did give me a couple that are in my own portfolio. So let's take a look at a couple of these because um, there are some interesting things going on out there with these growth stocks. Okay, so the first one is actually Alphabet. And I didn't really expect them to be on this list, but it's, um, you know, G-O-O-G-L's, the ticker. And they still have very phenomenal sales growth considering the size of their company. Um, I'm always still in awe that they're able still to um, make this kind of growth happen on the sales side. So 2019 ex- still expected to be over 20% sales growth, 20.3%. But I'm wondering if this will be the last year we will ever see the 20% growth with um, or better with Alphabet just because of their sheer size. So for 2020, it is still expected to be good, but down to 17.6% for 2020. And then on the earnings side, this year's earnings, 2019 up 13.5%, and then another 12.7% for next year. Um, Their PE is about 25. And they've been as low as like 17 or 18 times. I know I've talked about them before being down that low. Um, They haven't pulled back as much as some of the other stocks of the big growth names. Year to date, this one is actually up 16.9%. So we haven't had as much erosion in this one, but it has been among the cheaper of the bigger growth stocks. And it because of that big growth, it still has a decent peg ratio of 1.4 of the peg. So that's that's pretty low for a big growth stock name like this. And I do own Alphabet in my own personal portfolio. Okay, so switching on to uh, another name, I actually also own this one, Funko, ticker FNKO. Now I know some people hate this stock or this company, I should say. Um, they consider it the beanie babies of uh, growth stocks, let's just say, of, of the current uh, era. And that's because they make pop culture consumer products, basically. So they're like little action figures, dolls, accessory, board games, based on your favorite pop culture um, movies and TV shows. So you can buy like little figures from Star Wars or from Harry Potter or from your favorite like Disney movie. Now, Funko actually also, um, I'm kind of curious to see what happens with this. They're, they rolled out a Disney makeup line at Ulta actually um, where you can buy like palettes based on your favorite Disney character. This is their first foray into beauty using their licenses for these kind of pulp pop culture products. So I'll be interested interested to see what happens with those. And um, crazily enough, on their last conference call and in the interviews that the CEO gave after the last earnings report, they did say they feel like they are recession-proof. That's always a little bit of a, a red flag there for many people. Like It's pretty bold for a company to say that even in a recession, they won't see a sales, you know, decline or hit, take a hit. Um, so hopefully we won't find out for a while whether or not the, what they say is true. But these shares are up big year to date, up 55%. But over the last month, they have pulled back like we've seen with a lot of growth stocks down 8.3% over the last month. Now sales expected to be up 
about 23% this year and another 12% in 2020. Earnings up almost 50% this year and up another 16.6% in 2020. Um, this one went IPO in 2017, so we don't have you know a longer term outlook of how much the shares are up. But since the 2017 IPO, they're up 191%, um, which is much better than the S&P 500. PE isn't bad here at 17.4, and it has a value peg of 0.8. So it does have kind of that magic combination of some value and growth. And if it pulls back more here, um, it could get a little bit more interesting. But again, some people think it's the Beanie Baby phenomena because a lot of its uh, action figures and things are considered to be collectibles and collect. You know, they're at the big Comic-Con. They sell heavily to big pop culture fans who collect them. So keep that in mind. That's Funko, F-N-K-O. And then switching to our third and last stock of the growth names you might want to just keep on your short list. And this is a new one for me. It's called EPAM Systems. I think that's how you pronounce it, but it's capital E-P-A-M. And the ticker is E-P-A-M. And they are a global product development, digital platform engineering, plus design and consulting. They've been around since 1993, but they too have just like phenomenal growth numbers here. So 2019 sales expected to be up 23% and then another 22% in 2020. Similar story for earnings expected to be up 21% both this year and next year. Now, these shares are up big year to date, up 56%, and over the last five years, up 225% now. So really cooking it over the last five years. But over the last month, they're down 4.3% on this pullback in some of these growth names. Now, this one's not as cheap as some of the others, but if you're buying growth, you're not as concerned with what you're paying for it. You're just concerned about the growth, more or less, which we know this stock has. But um, the PE's at about 35 times here. So not nosebleed levels by any means. It's not even trading at you know the 81 times Netflix is trading at, but it's not as cheap of a stock as like a Funko or even the Alphabet is. But that's EPAM or EPAM Systems, E-P-A-M is that ticker. So there's a lot going on in the growth side and that's why I wanted to cover them. Um, but again, if you are concerned about what's happening with your own growth stocks, make sure you are checking in on the fundamentals because there is this... Uh, um, thing that happens when you do get a rally that continues year after year after year, where a lot of investors get complacent and think they don't really need to check in on the business. Like, oh, we all know Netflix. We know what's going on there. And, you know, it's the king. It's dominating. Well, now it may not be. So <laughs> you need to uh, continually evaluate your companies. And if you have something that has a bump in the road, like an Ulta did last quarter, Order, you need to find out why, what's happening. Is there something that's changed at the company that you need to know about whether or not you need to exit that stock or um, you know, consider lightening your position? Or maybe you might want to add to your position if you think the sell-off is overdone. So those are some things to keep in mind. And also, as I keep emphasizing, remember what your plan is and what your strategy is. And um, so you may not need 
to exit at all if your strategy is multi-year and nothing has changed in the company fundamentals. So um, it's all a matter of how strong is your stomach? Can you sleep at night? And what is your plan? <laughs> Those are the key things. And as I, as you know, I always tell people, if you are having trouble sleeping at night, you know, your stock is up 600% over the last five years, and you're worried that you're going to lose all that gain, nothing wrong with cashing in your chips and taking some profit. Never anything wrong with profit. So, um, and to get a good night's sleep. So keep those things in mind, especially as we're, you know, facing maybe a little bit different conditions with some of these growth stocks here. Um, but we won't know until after it's over, really. Um, so keep that all in mind. And let's recap again, the stocks I talked about on this week's show. So there is Alta, which I own in my own personal portfolio. It's a lot cheaper now since it, it uh, fell off a cliff there, but the ticker is U. LTA. Then we had Netflix, which is also looking a little weak here on competition, NFLX. Alphabet, uh, one of the stronger stocks year to date, actually, of some of the bigger growth names. G-O-O-G-L is the ticker, and I own that one. And then we had Funko, the pop culture company. They claim they're recession-proof, but uh, that's a little bit scary to say. I also own that one, ticker F-N-K-O. And then we had EPAM Systems, which is ticker E-P-A-M with that nice 20% double-digit growth in both earnings and sales. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of the Zach's Market Edge. I'm always bringing you whatever the latest topics are on investing with my colleagues here at Zach's. We're covering it all. So get us on SoundCloud. I know many of you are subscribed over on SoundCloud. We're on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, but you can get us on a whole bunch of platforms but be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And I'll see you all again next time with some more stocks.